0: Are we good? Okay. Hello, this is Dr. Barbara Kiel. Actually, a lot of my clients prefer to call me Dr. Bibi, and I quite like it, to be honest, because I think there is a ring to it. Dr. Bibi, don't you think? Anyways, you are listening to my podcast, To Be Honest, a podcast which will show you how easy it is to be honest. What? You don't believe me? Well, stick around and me and my co-host will show you exactly how it's done. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Bibi. And as usual, I'm here with my co-host, Emily Barnett from Melbourne. And guess what? Emily has some good news for us. So Emily?
1: Yes. Um, Hello, Dr. BB, and everyone. Um, We just got the news yesterday that as of 11.59 tonight, our restrictions will be lifted. So all retail restaurants, beauty salons can open up. Um, Of course, restaurants have a little bit of a of a limit of how many patrons they can have, but you know what? We finally did it. We're there. We are on the road. I think now you can see the light. (laughs) Yeah. it feels very, very good. So
0: congratulations. Yeah. I'm sure you are all very excited.
1: We are very excited. I just booked my first restaurant reservation for Sunday lunch um, since probably June. We haven't been out to sit down at a restaurant since June. So,
0: wow. Okay. Happy for you. So enjoy. Thank you. As usual, now let us set the energy of the next 20 some minutes together. You may wish to put your hand on your heart and close your eyes. And for our audience, please don't do that if you are driving or operating heavy machinery. Take a deep breath in and as you exhale, let your thoughts go. Let your past go. Now take a moment to plug into the greater energy of the universe feel your heart and imagine us all connected in a unified field of divine white light and know that all is well you are safe and so it is so while emily today we are going to talk about a very important topic and is self-esteem
1: okay good i think we all could probably use stand to hear a little bit more about self-esteem
0: absolutely this is a very important uh topic and let me just start by explaining what is self-esteem now self-esteem is what we think of ourselves when it's positive We have confidence and self-respect. We are content with ourselves and our abilities. And self-esteem is relatively stable and enduring, although it can fluctuate. Healthy self-esteem makes us resilient and hopeful about life. And obviously, it affects not only what we think, but also how we feel and behave. And it has significant ramifications for our happiness and enjoyment of life. It considerably affects events in our life, including our relationships, obviously our work, our goals and how we care for ourselves and our children. Although it is stable However, each person's experience is different, but over the course of the lifespan, self-esteem seems to rise and fall in predictable and systematic ways.
1: Sorry, I was just going to ask a question, Dr. Beebe, and maybe you're going to get into this um, in a little bit, but when you say it rises in predictable and systematic ways, do you mean that based on our age throughout our life is when, how, how kind of our self is, how that is predictable and systematic?
0: Um, excellent question, Emily. And I have to bring up a related idea of a self-concept and self-image. They are slightly different than self-esteem. Now, self-concept is how someone sees themselves and the perception that they hold about their abilities. Uh, There are various factors that can affect self-concept. These include age, sexual orientation, gender, and religion. So the self-concept is also made up of a combination of self-esteem and self-image. So to further clarify, self-esteem refers to a person's feelings of self-worth or the value that they place on themselves. So yes, um, when it comes to self-concept... Age can definitely be a predictor. Well, Emily and listeners, maybe now is a good time for me to share with you a research done by Tokyo University of Science uh, which was reported in September by UREC Alert website. And The research says that self-esteem does not remain constant through life, but changes as a person develops. And a large number of studies conducted on this topic, mainly in the USA, have shown that self-esteem is high in childhood, declines in adolescence, but then continues to increase throughout adulthood, peaking in the 50s and the 60s and declining thereafter. And a different research conducted by Professor Takashi Kosumi from the Graduate School of Education, Kyoto University. He conducted a large-scale study comprehensively examining age differences in self-esteem from adolescence to old age, including both self-liking and self-competence across a wider sample of people, including respondents aged 70 and older older. Now, since we have limited time, I'm just going to jump into the results. And the research showed that self-esteem is low in adolescence, but increases gradually from adulthood to old age. And the changes from adolescence to middle age were consistent with findings from previous research in Europe and the United States. But, unlike observed in previous studies, there was no decline in self-esteem from the 50s onwards. Therefore, the findings, that means the Japanese findings in this research, suggest that the developmental trajectory of self-esteem may differ in different cultures. Now, of course, this is very interesting, right? Um, because previous research has insisted that one of the causes of the decline in self-esteem after middle age in Europe and the US is that elderly people come to accept their limitations and faults and leading them to have a more uh, humble, modest and balanced view of themselves. And on the other hand, Reports have shown that people in Japan have a humbler view of themselves even before middle age, and this may be the reason for the lack of decline in self-esteem in this study. Other factors that may generate cultural differences, including the seniority system and the culture of respect for the aged, require further detailed examination, of course. So, now let's take a look at what things can moderate our self esteem.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: For example, during our lifetime, we, obviously we will experience breakups, illness, or loss of income. So, or even in COVID times, isn't it? For the past six months, Obviously, our self-esteem definitely, I dare say for quite a number of people worldwide, may in the short term moderate their self-esteem due to these difficult events. However, with healthy self-esteem, we soon can rebound and think positively about ourselves and our future again. Does it make sense?
1: That makes sense. So if people who have an unhealthy self-esteem, whatever that level may be for them, it will be much harder for them to rebound or to um, feel, better about themselves, even though they may be, you know, have getting a job or things might get better. Economically, it maybe will just take them longer if they don't have a healthy self esteem. Is that kind of what you're saying too?
0: Exactly. Because if we have a healthy self esteem, even when we fail, it doesn't diminish our self esteem. It will be moderated, of course, but not it doesn't diminish. So Mm -hmm. people with healthy self-esteem tend to credit themselves when things go right. And when they don't, they consider external causes and also honestly evaluate their mistakes and shortcomings. I'm not saying that When our self-esteem has been affected, we only blame external causes. What I am saying is that people with healthy self-esteem, they consider external causes. And at this time, it's the COVID pandemic. Because I lost my job due to the pandemic. I am now worried about how to pay my mortgage due to the COVID situation, etc., etc. However, I am also going to look into what can I do to better the situation instead of just blame everybody else.
1: Okay, that makes sense. Or some people, I think, if they don't have a healthy self-esteem, they could also blame themselves. Exactly.
0: Well, Emily, let me press the pause button. And it is important for me to point out that in this episode I prefer to use the terms healthy and impaired self-esteem rather than high and low. I understand I also used high and low in the previous episode uh, because that's just a habit and I'm not playing semantics here. The reason why It is important for us to use healthy and impaired or unhealthy self-esteem because narcissists and conceited individuals who appear to have high self-esteem, actually they don't. Their self-esteem is inflated, compensates actually for shame and insecurity And it's often unrelated to reality. So again, um, the behaviors of Donald Trump, a a lot of times people perceive him as very confident and Mm -hmm. secure. Actually, he's not. He's he's quite insecure in that way. Now, when we have healthy self-esteem, we do not require a lot of accolades or depending on how other people perceive us. Healthy self-esteem requires that we are able to honestly and realistically assess our strengths and weaknesses. We are not too concerned about others' opinions of us. So when we accept our flaws without judgment, our self-acceptance go beyond
1: self-esteem. Okay. That is maybe easier said than done, isn't it? <laughs> um, why would you say that? Because as someone who has struggled with self-esteem, mm. um, I, I very much, well, I don't think anymore, but I used to be very concerned about what people thought of me. And so for me, for someone who'd made, who has had an impaired self, uh, self-esteem, I think it's hard to overcome that. It's not easy to get to a place where you're not concerned about what people think. But for people who have a healthy self-esteem, it's obviously not a problem. Um, Does that make sense?
0: No, I understand where you're coming from, Emily. Maybe there's a little bit of uh, all or nothing thinking here. I am not saying that people that have healthier self-esteem is immune to wanting the approval or attention of others. Well, first of all, self-esteem is not an immutable characteristic. Successes or setbacks, both personal and professional, can fuel fluctuations in feelings of self-worth. Now, feelings of healthy or impaired self-worth often start in childhood. Family life that is riddled with disapproval can follow a person into adult life. And impaired self-esteem can also become a problem because of a poor school environment or a dysfunctional workplace. And an unhappy relationship can also alter a person's self-worth. I am sure you're not alone in this thinking emily so maybe it will be helpful for me to at this time explain the components of self-esteem there are three components of self-esteem and it is confidence pride and self-worth and they are two elements Of self worth. One is our internal dialogue. What is our internal dialogue like? And it's basically about affirmations. Um, If we call ourselves idiots or you should have known better when we make a mistake, these are all affirmations and they are negative and self critical. And We have those conversations when we have impaired self-esteem. And the other element of self-worth is boundaries. Now, having boundaries is a skill that has to be taught by our caregivers when we are young. And unfortunately, a lot of us children have not been taught. And when I say boundary... There are many different types of boundaries. There is financial boundary. There is sexual boundary. There is internal boundary. Now let me pause for a second and bring up the importance of our life values. Values are important because they guide our beliefs our attitudes, and therefore guide our behavior. We are not always aware of our values, but knowing what they are can help us more easily to make decisions that are right for us. And when we do not know our values, it is difficult to draw boundaries in our life. And therefore, it can also moderate our self-esteem. And don't forget, when our self-esteem is not as healthy as we wanted it to be, then we don't trust our decisions and our opinions and our viewpoints. And that is why we turn to other people for their opinions and for their approval. That's why Emily and listeners, Self-esteem is really, really important to understand how we could improve on our self-esteem when life throws us a curveball is very important because, as I said earlier, self-esteem can really influence our life in myriad ways, from academic and professional success to relationships, and definitely mental health. So, Emily and listeners, although our time is up again for this episode, we are not going to rush this topic, and I will continue to dig deeper and explain the details of how we could improve on our self-esteem in the next episode so stay tuned and until next week emily and listeners stay safe learn heaps and find the courage to be honest bye for now You can find the podcast to be honest on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and my website ww.doctor Barbara Keo.com D-R B A R B A R A K I A O